the Rise and Shop podcast, episode 447. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, we should probably start off with our little announcement. I may need a drink for this. Oh. Let me, let me join you, my friend. All right, yeah, get, get yourself a drink. I actually forgot to get my mic. It's episode 447, and I'm doing it with my headphone mic like a sucker. Come on, that's a rookie that's yeah, a rookie move. That is a rookie move. Actually, do you remember when this podcast started and it we always stopped and like, oh edit that out. Edit that out. Do you remember well, that? I don't even want to think about the time the amount of time that you spent editing some of that garbage out in the early days. Oh my gosh, it was so it was so terrible. Two nights to do this podcast. We'd record one night and then I'd edit the next. Wow, the sound difference between your headphones to your microphone is uh, a no- is noticeable. Yes, that's why you use a good microphone when you podcast and not your headphones. Agreed. So anyway, Matt, we have an announcement that kind of ties into that. Let me take a drink, though, before I announce it. <laughs> we're, really, we're really milking the stall on this one. I would say we're Dr. Peppering it, not milking it. See what I did there? I see what you're mountain doing there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so it was, we are very sad to announce this, but we're going to announce it. Um, this is the second to last episode of the Rise and Shout podcast. After 10 and a half years of recording this show almost every week through lots of crazy times of our lives, uh, most of our children were born collectively. You and I have no children. <laughs> but <laughs> Leave it to you to make this, to make to make this, uh, this announcement as awkward as possible. Uh, but most of our children have been born since we started this podcast. My daughter Jane was a little wee bitty baby uh, when, when this, uh, and I mean that literally, she was preemie, so I think she probably weighed like four pounds at the time. Um we started recording this podcast. There has just been some things for both of us personally and other things going on in life that we've decided that this is the time. So tonight is the second to last podcast. It'll seem fairly normal once we get past this stuff. Uh, and next week, I think we're just going to do kind of a tribute show. We probably won't talk about anything too timely, um, kind of like we did with our 10th anniversary show. Well, I guess it was in the summer, right, when we did that show? Yep. We had thought originally of going through next football season, but we've just had a few other things happen, um, and we're just going to call it a call it a show. And this is not a break. Don't ask us when we're coming back, though you never know in life. We were on a break. We're not doing a break. This is, uh, this is the end. Everything comes to an end. Ten and a half years is about ten and a half years longer than I thought we'd be doing the show. Yeah, it, and I, and we can get in. We'll talk more about some of this next week. But I, I think you know where we are in the BYU sports landscape. This it feels like a good time. You know, it's it's been it's an exciting period of time right now. And uh, you know, as you said, we we've got a lot of we've got a lot of things going on. Um, I, I'd imagine we're gonna get some DMs. People saying is everything okay? Everything's okay. Um, but uh, sometimes you just know when it's time. Well, it depends on your definition of okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. The so, definition of okay is a relative thing. Is a relative thing. So I wasn't going to say it, but I think I am going to say it. If people ask me, I'll tell them what's going on with me. But I don't know if I'm going to announce it. That seems weird. Yeah, that's fine. Um, is it weird? Or maybe it's not weird. You can I give just, me advice would, live on the podcast. Uh, my advice live on the podcast is if somebody reaches out and asks you, we've got people that we've talked about all sorts of stuff with that are listeners. I think that's I think that's fine. I don't know that we go into I wouldn't go into it here, but. Okay. You that's you. You, I mean, you got I, good advice. I I appreciate I your advice. Um just as yeah. a little just as a little thing here, all time we've had almost half a million listens to the show. Think about that's that. That's amazing. I mean, I remember I was uh last uh, last week I was speaking to the teachers quorum in our ward uh about podcasting and uh, there some of them are going to listen to this episode. Um, and get this news with their very first episode that they listened to. But uh, I was I was reminiscing about the first time we were watching our downloads and we saw that the number of people who had downloaded the show 
exceeded the number of our direct relatives, like in our direct family. And we knew that at least one person we weren't related to had listened to it. And that wow. was like a big, that was a big moment. I can, next week we'll talk about it. I can pinpoint the exact show. Because I, I kept all the stats back then. I, I haven't done as good a job episode by episode. I kept all the stats back then. Podbean, which we use the show to host. We use the show to host. We use the site to host the show. They didn't have the robust statistics they have now. So I did it all in a spreadsheet. Because um, I love spreadsheets. And I can tell you the exact show where we called. I called you and said, oh my gosh, Matt, did you see how many downloads? And you had already seen it. And you were like, oh my gosh, other people are listening to this show. It was crazy. <laughs> I, I better start thinking about what I'm saying, which I just, which I never really caught on to. Actually, you I never, never did. I never really latched onto yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's go to our second to last tweet bag. Tweet bag. Um, we didn't get a lot this week. I think we're going to get a lot next week. It's going to be like a two hour show. I bet you <laughs> something we'll stupid get, or we'll get none. <laughs> now, no, are you kidding me? We're going to we'll have a bunch Sweeney of stuff and Simon pick up. No, that's I, actually Hutchins. I think I'll, I think we'll get some. Yeah. So yeah. We'll get it'll some. Be, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. Now, now I feel like I'm leaving people out. Yeah. You are leaving people out, but some of them are about to ask questions. So we'll start the tweet bag with Daniel Smith. That's at Dan Smith, BYU 16. Oh, and by the way, later we're going to talk about where Zach Wilson fits all time at BYU as far as quarterbacks go. We talked about his season, but we're going to talk about where he fits his career. Um, he says, maybe too late, not too late. Daniel, we caught this one before the show started. But do you think the NFL or NBA would ever copy the MLB in drafting the best high school players right out of high school and not waiting for several college seasons. Hashtag tweetbag. The NBA tried this. Right? Kobe yeah, the Bryant, NBA tried LeBron. It and, and the success was limited. Uh, yes, and obviously it took the best, um, the best basketball players out of the college game. It would have been pretty cool to see LeBron play for someone besides Ohio State. Um, yeah, but that's likely where he would have gone. He could have gone to Cleveland. And Kobe. State. Kobe, that would have been fun, right? Kevin Garnett. Um, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp. Well, no, Kemp's was different. He did it before that, though. Yeah, he, he was in kind of a different generation yeah, of that, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean Kemp would have been great to see in college. I just... The NBA tried this. They passed. The NFL, I don't think it actually works. They would need a minor league system. Oh, wait a second. They have one. It's called college football. Right. But but they would need but, a minor league system. A, very few 18-year-olds could go straight into the NFL. I, I Maybe none. Well, if you look over the past several years, what has the NBA done, right? Is they, They've tried to develop that very thing because that's what you need if you're going to be doing this. You You can't. You've got to you've got to have some type of transition, and the major major league baseball has such a deep infrastructure around the minor leagues that it it's just easier for them to do it. Yeah, uh, you know, and, and you go to towns where there's decent tradition of minor league teams. They they sell season tickets, and people go, and it's it's a thing, and so you can it and it helps fund some of that. So uh, you, when you like the NFL is never going, they're never going to get into that because. NCAA is going to do everything they can to try and compete with them on it. Um, well, and if you're the then, NFL, why do you need, need to? They yeah. don't have a need, right? That and that's really the point is it it doesn't give them it gives them no benefit. They take on a whole bunch of liability and risk, um, and that they don't that they don't need to carry. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, thank you, Daniel, for your question. Gary Payne, Payne that's at Fast Break GP, says. Any tips on how to deal with the lack of a DVR as a sports fan that has cut the cord? Any movies to series combo better than Cobra Kai? The answer is no, of course, he says. Hashtag tweet bag, hashtag pain bag. By the way, you are correct. I did have to switch to 2x speed on the jersey over analysis. Over analysis, Gary. It was not. A, it was a proper analysis. I think we got the jersey analysis just right. Gary's yeah, actually, just being a stick in the mud. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if we didn't spend enough time. Maybe we should talk about it the rest of this show. Well, now that Gary has brought it up, 
I, I yeah. think it would be appropriate for us to discuss it further. That's true. Uh, but anyway, go back to his other questions for a minute. Any tips on how to deal with the lack of a DVR as a sports fan that cut the cord? Uh, some services will allow you to DVR. Hulu Live TV does. I don't know about YouTube. Um, I think the DirecTV Live TV option does as well. Um, so there are DVR options. I went back after years of only watching games, not only, but mostly watching games on a DVR. I've gone back to all live now. Uh, I, yeah, I watch, I only watch live games at this point. Yeah. With social media and texting and everything, I found it to be very difficult to avoid spoilers. Yeah, the the only exception to that, obviously, is watching classic games, which is part of the answer to Gary's question, right? Is you get on, you know, the BYU TV app or even ESPN Plus has some of this, and you go in and you watch, and you can watch some of the classic games. Yeah. Um, as far as movie to series combo, better than Cobra Kai. Is there another example? It's a little bit of a niche, a little bit of a niche thing. But um, I will say Willow is coming to Disney Plus. And I, I'm going to predict it's better than Cobra Kai. Wait a minute. Willow the movie? Willow the movie is coming to Disney Plus as a series. But you... it's not going to be a reboot. Uh, it's going to be like 25, 30 years later. Oh, good gravy. This I did not know. I'm hearing this for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his face? Willow. What? Why can't I think of the actor's name? I don't know. Plays Willow. He's also the Ewok. Uh, he he uh, he will be playing Willow in the series. So um, they have um, they've got a showrunner and writers and everything. So I think it's it's a coming. Um, but yeah, right now that's that's it. I I think Cobra Kai is it. Is there anything else? I mean, I do, you, I don't you don't count I, the MCU series like WandaVision and the upcoming Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? I mean, maybe you do, but it's like, those seem like they're just movies, long movies, right? Well, and and those are based off of like a whole series of movies. And I know Karate Kid made three or four, depending on how you count them. Five, but, actually, depending okay. on how you count them. Okay, so too many. Um but I I don't know if it's quite the same thing as the Marvel Universe expanding into a TV series. I, I just don't no, I just no, don't see different. Cobra Kai and Falcon and the Winter Soldier being the same thing. No, I I completely agree with you. It's it's not the same thing. It's it's different. Um all right, Matt. We got some BYU sports questions here. All right. Oh it's it's a it's a uniform themed question. Was oh, this strategically placed? Um, Brian Stevenson, that's at Brian underscore BRS 27. He tweeted this at us actually last week after listening to the show. He says, I'm with Adam on the two-tone blue uniforms as the design I most want to see. And Polynesian theme ones, uh, my top two. And by the way, I'm a history fan, but I've never heard of Plymouth Plantation before. They probably owe you guys advertising fees after that publicity. I think they might be a nonprofit. They can still advertise. Do you even know how nonprofit works? Yeah, but if that's true, wouldn't we give them advertising for free so we could take the tax break? No, we'd take the money. You oh. know money's better than a tax break, right? Well, that's not what I heard. I almost called you Donald Trump. That's what I heard. We try to avoid political commentary that's not what on the I podcast. Heard. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Um, So I would say... Plymouth Plantation is cool, and by the way, they spell it with an I, Brian. It's the old. It's the old spelling. It's no. It's just the incorrect spelling because people couldn't spell. Uh, yes. Plymouth England is spelled with a Y. Yes, of course it is. So, um, it's a cool place, or at least it was thirty years ago. It's no, still sixteen twenty-three or whatever sixteen, whatever it is in Plymouth Plantation. The year never changes. When did we go? We went on a family reunion. What year was that? That was 2008. 2000, summer of 2008, and it was still that's cool. Correct. But that's still, still a long time ago. <laughs> people were still wearing cameras around their neck in 2008, and the pilgrims were making comments about them. Yes, that's true. There were people wearing cameras around their neck. I actually yeah, I think thing. I was one that of those was, people. That was a thing in 2008. You, you were still using a flip phone in 2008. Uh, 
I had a Motorola Razor, I believe. I had I had a Samsung that I it wasn't a flip phone. It had the keyboard that popped out. Oh, that was for money texting. because without the keyboard, you had to press two, three times, five, three times, yeah, seven, yeah. Oh. two times. The keyboard was a game changer. I had never really texted a whole lot before that. Plus, you had to pay like per text. It was like three cents a text. Could add up. Think Good about gravy. how. Think about how much money you would spend now if you went and you they went and retroactively charged you over the last month for every text you sent. Does that include any text sent on any phone on my family plan? Yes. I need a second mortgage. I'm <laughs> Correct. You would need that. Um, so I, I the two-toned, the more I thought about it after we got done with our discussion last week, I, I went and Googled the Titans uniforms, and I'm like, oh, I just, yeah. just want a BYU uniform that's similar in color structure, if that's a phrase, uh, as, as the Titans uniform. It would look sweet. I'm with you guys. I'm all in on this. We, we, I don't know what we can do to make this happen. Uh, I don't know. Just I, Maybe I'll tweet at uh, BYU Equipment. There we go. Done. And I'll include Homo, um, the president of the university, and maybe President Nelson, too. And Kalani Satake. Oh, yeah. And Riley yeah. Nelson. And definitely Riley Nelson. Greg Rebell. You got to include mm-hmm. him in your mm-hmm. in your group. Um, for sure. Yeah, all those people, because that'll make it happen. Coops. Oh, and the uh, the truck driver. Oh, The truck yeah. driver's actually, I don't know if you saw the story about the truck drivers going down to visit a BYU fan who was ill in Clinton, Utah. Yeah, I did. Uh, but, That's awesome story. I mean, terrible yeah, story. Great story. Um, right, well, but, right. But an awesome gesture by, by the athletic department and the truck driver. It was amazing. And I just love how the BYU equipment truck has has become really a thing, um, you know, and and, and it provide and then because what it does is it gives you know it gives an opportunity for the program to do these kinds of things. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Cougfan82 on Twitter says, any helpful tips for how BYU football players and humans in general can navigate the Provo tender scene without going viral? Um, I feel like we're the least qualified human beings on the planet to ad- advise on this. I I, I, dis- I actually disagree with you. Oh, okay. Because Fire away. Who, who better to navigate the Provo tender scene without going viral than me and you? <laughs> there is absolute. There is zero percent chance that I would go viral if I were on Provo tender. I don't even know what I just said. <laughs> Am I hashtagging? So I don't... I'm going to eat a big lunch and just a snack for dinner. But I... I mean, so I think we are uniquely qualified. Okay? So helpful tips. You ready? Okay, yes. Go ahead. I'd love to hear your tips. Use for your profile picture a picture of me or the picture of Adam that he just texted me earlier today. Um, Use use that picture as your profile picture. Yeah, my British... My British teeth are a, are a sure winner, a surefire winner. Yep. Um, mention on your profile that you are uh, in your early 40s. <laughs> yes, I think that Actually, would Actually, that's probably the only thing you need. I was going to keep going and to keep. I was going to continue describing my life, um, which would, would have been uh, helpful but also sad at the same time. But you could probably <laughs> just stop right there. You could probably just stop right there. How about this? I've got some advice. Go meet people in person. And I don't mean to be a stickler. Like, online dating is the thing, and people use it all the when time. When I was your age, but you I would my lawn with your Provo Tinder scene. But, but I would say this. N- no joke. Here's a real tip. Here's a real tip. If you're a BYU football player or an athlete that has a profile on campus that's relatively high, it don't may, do this. it may just change how you have to interact on social media. Including dating sites. You may just don't have to modulate send. it. Yeah. Don't hit send. I, I'm just saying it, it just you have to think about it because you know, something that another twenty one year old might do that's stupid or could be seen as the wrong thing to do goes nowhere, right? Right. Um but as as a football sure. player, a basketball player or whatever all of a sudden, it becomes news that you did it. Even if that's stupid and weird, it just is. 
and even maybe a little more harmless is just the opening yourself up, right? So you create a, a tender profile as, as somebody who's a little bit higher profile around campus. Um, people are going to look at that and make fun of it, right? I mean, oh, I, for a couple sure. years ago, my son and I were at an, a baseball game. This when we lived in Baton Rouge. Think about all the places we've lived over 447 episodes. But my son and I were at a baseball game in Baton Rouge, and that was against, I want to say, Georgia. And some the right fielder for Georgia, he's out there just minding his own business, and a couple of students deep down the uh, first baseline there in, in right field found the guy's Instagram profile, which was public, okay, mistake, and were just obliterating this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. Halloween costumes, his official visit to Vanderbilt, like those were some of the highlights. Um, and then and it just, and then it got worse. So I, I think that if you've got any type of a profile there, like you got a, social media stuff is going to have to be private and tender, which you know obviously is not. You, I don't know that there's really is there even an option to make your profile private. That seems to defeat the purpose. Um, it's probably something you just have to steer away from. And are they actually using tender and Prover? Or are they using that one mutual? I I don't know. Again, I'm uniquely qualified to. I'm uniquely unqualified to answer that question. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good, um, very good. Nice, nice question, Kook fan. Um, I like that one. Also, Zach's choice. He continues. Kook fan does. Also, Zach's choice of a Maserati brings up a viable question slash game. What car is your must have if you go top five in the NFL draft? Hashtag tweetback. Okay, so while you think about that, Matt, I'm going to tell a quick story. And I'm, this is self-indulgent because, quite frankly, there's two episodes, episode and a half left. Like, who's going to stop me? Are you going to stop listening to the show because you don't like my stories? <laughs> hey, guess um, what? <laughs> mission accomplished. Um, when we got married, we did one of those engagement party things, or she did with like a bridal shower thing with, with her... Uh, with friends and I went and answered questions. Did you participate in something like this? Uh, not to my knowledge, not to your knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) So we did like a newlywed game type of thing. And so we, we wrote out dream car at what is Adam's dream car. Now, you've known me long enough. You may know that I love Mustangs and muscle cars in general. Yep. Though I've never owned one. Um, but I love thinking about owning them. And so Kathleen was sure she had me with Mustang. All right. So she writes down Ford Mustang. Thinking she nailed this. And then when I flipped the card over, I had Honda Accord. You did not. I totally did. Because <laughs> we were about to get married. I was thinking we'll have kids. And your first car sh- after you get married that you buy should be something practical, probably a Ford door. This is why I never end up with a cool car and I drive a Civic, right? Um, and before that, what did I have before that? A Hyundai Elantra. Um, that's that's why I end up with these fairly, though, though my Civic's nice. It's a sport and it's, it's not bad. Um, but anyway... This time I'm going to really go all out and say, I'm going to say Toyota Camry is what I'd get if I was top five. I'm just kidding. So, Matt, what would you get at top five? So, uh, mine's not – I man, I thought my selection was boring, um, but uh, it's not that. Um, I was going to go with an Audi S8. Mm. That's enough. That's enough for me. Wow, yours is pretty boring. Like, but that, that's all I got. I mean, or there's a couple different, I mean, I, or I could go with this, you know, I could go with the, uh, with the SUV, you know, and, and step up into that. But I, but I, I think, I, I think that's all I want. Um, I'm a simple man. I'm a simple man, Adam. And you know, I, if you had he asked me this question a few years ago, I probably would have saying, I probably would have said Mustang. Um, here's Maybe the, the thing. Audi e-tron. That Audi e-tron looks pretty sweet. Uh, the e-tron looks pretty sweet. Uh, I've got many cars, okay? You, you, you hit me on the wrong day um, or the right day. I would do a Shelby, Ford Mustang Shelby. Um, I got to drive a GT. Did I send you that video when I started the car, when I got it as a rental? No. The, this, was a, this was a couple years ago in San Francisco. I show up at the rental counter. 
And the woman says, listen, we are really short on cars. But I've got a Mustang GT uh, and it's a manual. Do you know how to drive a stick? And I said, I absolutely do. And she said, do you want it? I said, I do. Does it cost me? Is it? Uh, I had some free upgrades that I thought if I have to use all of them, I'll use them right now. And she said, no, because we're out of cars, you don't have to use your upgrades. And I'm like, I'm in. And that thing purred. Like it wasn't a Shelby because I don't think they have those as rental cars. Uh, so that would be their uh, BYU, uh, BYU, BMW 5 Series. Um, though that's technically, I guess you might not call that a muscle car. Uh, I would say would also be at the top of my list uh, on that as well. Um, I would I would enjoy that. The new Corvette's pretty awesome too, um, and I do like the the Dodge Challenger. The look of it, driving it is not as good as some of those other options, but I don't know. There's something about that Challenger look that I like quite a bit. Um, so I would not get I would not do a Maserati or a Lamborghini. I've I've never been that interested in those cars. They're great and I'm sure I would love driving them. But uh if I got a Shelby, uh I'd be pretty stoked. Um you know, and if you get one of those Mustangs fully loaded, it's I think 70, 65, 70 grand. Um I realize that's not top five draft pick money other people can afford cars in that price range but um i don't know what what uh, else? i might go with the i might go with the r8 i'm all over i'm all over the audi right now the audis are outies are great the r8 I, might be the one i i don't know i don't know yeah um audis are great 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 questions kook fan great questions um andre hutchins makes it uh showing in the podcast at ac underscore hutchins he says so byu hoops has now gone to san diego twice and has had the game canceled only after arriving twice. Hey, it's a free trip to San Diego. I don't think there's much to complain about. Does this mean right we get now. to kick San Diego out of the WCC, replace them with Grand Canyon <laughs> University? <laughs> um, I don't believe that's what's probably going to happen, Andre. I haven't, read, I haven't read the bylaws here, but I don't think yeah. that's what it means. We'll have to talk with friend of the podcast, Matt Brown. He... He follows a lot of these transition things. File a FOIA, a FOIA request. Yeah, yeah. Get you what you need here. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I will say it is kind of bizarre how difficult a time the San Diego program has had. Uh, and some of the other WCC programs um, versus Gonzaga, us, and some others that don't seem to be having a lot of difficulties. Right? Yeah. Um, but hey, COVID, man, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it's um, these are unprecedented times. I don't know if you heard. I hadn't heard that. That's that's very that's a good phrase. I I think I'll start using it. Um, Justin Sweeney. Sweeney. That's at Justin D. Sweeney. Says sneaky game. Not many are talking about next year for football. Bronco is coming back to Provo on October thirtieth. Top five games to attend next year. He has his top five. Matt, uh, should we do his first and then do our own? Yeah, let's do his. All right. So I'm going to do his, then you do yours, then we'll come back to mine. How's that? That seems fair. Um, he has number one, the University of Utah. Number two, at USC in Southern California. Number three, University of Arizona in Las Vegas. Number four, Boise State at home. Number five, um, Virginia. And then he has a 5B, so that's six. Does yeah, that's not that? five. Sweeney is I mean, apparently bad at math. Well, he's an attorney, so he doesn't have to add stuff. But I get it. At Baylor versus Grimes, and uh, a trip to Chip and JoJo's in Waco. Also, Waco on Netflix is amazing. Hashtag Tweetback. Shiplap. Hashtag Shiplap. Um, I've been to Chip and JoJo's place in Waco, actually, on a trip through. For reals? Yeah, we stopped. What is it called? What do they call their place? Fixer Upper. Yeah, that's the Magnolia, show. Magnolia. Magnolia Silos or something. Yeah. Uh, Magnolia Farms. It was it was pretty cool. I mean, my wife's into that stuff, and, and she wanted to, and we were driving through there anyway. And there's good pla- a few really good places to eat in Waco. We got some recommendations. It's actually a much cooler town 
when all I had known about it was a famous domestic terrorism incident from, you know, the 90s or 80s or whenever that was. Um, Is that what the Netflix show was about? I don't know. I didn't know. I, there's so many shows on Netflix. I I used to be able to keep track of most TV shows and movies. I can't. There's too much. I mean, we talked about so this much content. a few weeks ago. 70-something movies that Netflix has put out this year. How the heck am I supposed to keep track of the, even how the even Netflix make, movies? How do you even make 76 movies? Well, a bunch of them are fairly low budget, right? Uh, they're skewing the the Hollywood model and going, you know, some of them are obviously very big budget, but they're going for smaller fare, if you will. Um, all right, Matt, your top five games try to not be like Sweeney and actually keep it to five. So is it, but are we saying top five in any order? No, like... Top five, oh, like yeah. this is the game you want to go to the most, like attend. All right. Okay. The game I would like most to attend is University of Arizona in Las Vegas. That's the one I would put at the top of the list. All right. Keep going. Uh, number two, uh, USC Trojans in Los Angeles. I think that's that's a pretty good one. Number three. Sense. Number three. Um, for number three, I'm probably headed back to Provo at that point, and it is Saturday, September 11th against the University of Utah. Number four, I would give you the Virginia game. And number five, uh, five, I mean, five's probably Baylor for me in Waco. All right. Five And 5B is Washington State. How's that? Oh my gosh, you did it. I told you not to do it. Oh, sorry. I was just following Sweeney's lead. You sorry. You don't follow I, instructions. I blame, I blame Sweeney. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I would say number one for me would be um, Idaho State. Are you serious uh, right now? No, I'm not serious. Is uh, okay? Number one, number one for me would be Arizona in Las Vegas. I'm with you. Uh, number two... For me, would be at Baylor. Uh, number three for me would be at USC. Number four for me would be Virginia, and number five for me would be a game I'm likely to attend, uh, Arizona State, because I think FanX is that weekend, and I'll be there anyway. Just like oh man, I got Cal um, a year and a half ago. When I was there for Phoenix, um, you'll notice Utah was not on my list. I have no interest in attending that game. None at all. I should say no interest. It just would be fifth. It would be my sixth or seventh choice. I, I should be like your five B or five C. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're gonna get destroyed. They got a lot of people coming back. Wow. Uh, we're breaking in a new QB. I don't destroy. It's too heavy. Uh, this was the year, man. We needed to play them. We would have crushed them. And then just never play them again. Well, I'd be something. interested to know what what which of these games is homecoming because that might that might make the list for me. Like if Boise State was homecoming, that that could make a difference. Hmm. That would be fun. That would be fun. Um, and Virginia, I'll never actually go to because this is going to sound crazy, but it won't if you've been listening to the show for a while. Halloween is way too big of a deal at my house for me to travel oh, and miss good. it. Oh, good gravy. You knew that was true. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I had an international business trip once that I moved because I was going to miss Halloween. Do you already know what you and your family are going to dress as for Halloween? We're, we're, having, we're having some pretty significant debates, so the answer is no. It's, I mean, it's already February. I think we should do... I know. I know we're behind. Um, I think we should do villains, like classic villains. That's what like I the want show the Descendants on Disney Plus. Kind of, kind of, but more like the actual villains, not their kids, uh, not their kids or grandchildren in yeah, many yeah. cases. Yeah, yeah, like the real villains. You know, um, like if you could play any villain in the history of. Movies, television, books. Who would you pick, Matt? What Dan- Daniel LaRusso. Oh my gosh, stop with that garbage. 
<laughs> uh, Heidelberg. <laughs> yes, he is the worst. You have to grow a goatee for it. Yeah, yeah. You could be Hans Gruber. You'd be a good I'm Hans Gruber. Knox. Um, you know, uh, you know, you could be. I don't know who would you be good at. You know, actually, who you'd be good as right now. Uh, is is not as a villain as a hero. Is John McClane. That's funny. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Was it really? Yes. Yippee okay, huh? Yippee okay. Yeah. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Um anyway, I am so off off topic here. What were we, we talking about? We have wandered. We have wandered pretty far. We were top oh, five games. Yeah, yeah. Game. We did we oh. both did our five games so we All can. Right, so next can Sweeney's move on. got Sweeney's got more. Also, biggest news of the day, Matt. Also, did you see this, he says, and he's referring to EA Sports announcement that they are going to be doing a college football video game once again. He says, too bad I couldn't get my kids a PS5 for Christmas because I guess Sony figured no one was playing video games during the worst pandemic in a century. Maybe it's time to cash out the GameStop stock and buy one. Here's the thing, Justin, there's no reason to buy a PS5 or an Xbox X right now, because this game ain't coming until 2022 or 2023. And it's going to be on whatever the newest generation co- uh, consoles are. Uh, it'll be on the last generation, too, I bet. Because there won't be another one by 2022. It'll be Xbox X and PS5 still. I, so how soon How soon does this thing go live? And so I just need to know how old I'm going to be when I start playing video games again. Um... <laughs> So we don't know. They didn't announce timing. Matt Brown, in his excellent Extra Points um, newsletter today, discussed it, of course. And he, after talking to some sources, he would imagine that it's 2022 at the earliest. But they're going to build this thing probably from scratch, maybe borrowing some from Madden like the old game did, but also having it be its own thing. Um, And... Hopefully the the likeness stuff is all figured out so they can actually have the real players. That would be cool. Generic rosters would be fine too. Uh, but all I want, I want three things in this game. Okay, are you ready for the three things I want? Yes. Fight songs. Like full-on band versions of the fight songs, of every fight song. Okay. I want a dynasty mode that enables you to, like the early versions did, but they took this out because the NCAA got annoyed, where you could move and change conferences however you want and set it up and do your own playoff, however many teams, and set out. You remember they had that in earlier versions and then cut that in the last few years? They cut, they cut the playoff, but they still did let you realign conferences. Did they? I thought they had, mm-hmm. I thought that just happened naturally, but I guess you're probably right. They did let you do that, didn't they? They um, did. And uh then I you gotta have classic you gotta have some classic teams and players. Now they had almost all of those things before at some point. So except maybe not the full like band version of the they they were always like kind of dumbed down version of the fight songs, I think. Maybe in the last few years that's not true. So, and I'm going to add two things. Add, add, add please, things. please add. One is a robust, uniform design capability. Oh, I bet you so they'll that, have that. So that as your schools put out alternate uniforms, you can go in there and make your own and and, and re- replicate them or, or you, design your own. You won't. You won't need to because there'll be a, a download. Right, but I want to yeah. be able to make my own. Oh, and, and that's cool too. Doesn't actually do the royal with the dark blue. Like I let make my, let me make my own. Well, here's here's the other thing, Matt. Think about this: you and I stopped playing sports video games when online was just on its at its infancy, and most of us didn't have good enough uh, bandwidth to do it. Now you and I could have a dynasty season playing like we did back in the day, but do it over online. Yeah, it's embarrassing the things we would do as grown men with when it's this game. Embarrassing. Comes out. I am telling you it's right nerdy. now, I will it's buy nerdy. 
Well, yes, everybody listening to this show is probably thinking the same thing. And many of them are near our age. I'm telling you right now, I will buy a game system for this game. Yeah, I will do the same thing. I'll buy whatever game system I need to play it. Yes, I am in EA Sports. Take my money. Sony or Microsoft, you will also be getting some money. More money, actually. So. Yeah, they already have some of my money. They're about to get their hands on more of it. They're about to get more. So the, the other thing that I want them to bring back is this. Okay. Earlier versions of the game, you couldn't do this at the end. They included what was at the time Division One Double A. Yes. I think with you with what you have available online and all this, I'd like to see Divisions One through Three. Oh, it'd be so cool. I'd, I'd like. Why could you not have that capability? Like, you go ahead. Like, you just download a Division Three conference. You like, think about think about the options available there. And and I guess uh, maybe a, a third one is the team creation. Let me create teams. Let me just make them up. Let me just make them up from scratch. They had that in earlier early versions, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they did. And I used to create entire conferences when I. This is this this is pretty nerdy, but Being I'll go nerdy. ahead and throw this Do out it. there. Do it. So what Full we used nerd. to do, this was, this was like right after I got married, we would drive, when we would make drives from Utah down here to Houston to visit um, our parents, we would drive through all these little towns in Texas and in Colorado and slash New Mexico or depending on kind of what route we took. But we'd go through all these little tiny towns. I would write down the names of these tiny towns and their mascots. And if I could get it, the colors of their high school football team home and made entire conferences out of these teams and played seasons with them yeah yeah so that's super nerdy how cool but i want it... that capability i want that capability think about it because you know, what happens once you can do that kids because if you go online now with like ncaa 2013 if you get into the online portal now which i've not done in some time but kids are making their high school teams like oh yeah all sorts of stuff you, you've got that's got to be robust yeah, it's got to be robust. I think Division Three, like you could go be Wisconsin Whitewater or Mount Union. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How cool would that be? And by the way, next time somebody tells you a 16-team playoff is not possible, they do it in every division except for FBS. It's so possible. Right? Like, it's. I mean, I'm looking at, like, the prior Division Three football championships – and it's like they've been doing 16-team playoffs since the 90s. Yeah, that's that's not hard. It's not hard. I mean, but that's not... The reason isn't level of difficulty. The reason isn't academics, right? Like, we, we've covered this ad nauseum. No, it's totally... It's totally... It's totally academics. They're worried about their academic abilities. I didn't... I'm, I just I'm think how cool you know. it would be. be oh, so cool. be so cool... It would be it would be a lot of fun. I am I am giddy with anticipation, Matt. And we're at least a year and a half away from that game being reality. But whenever it happens, it's gonna happen. And a bunch of guys in their forties are gonna go buy their first game system in like ten years. Yeah, they are. There's gonna be so much money. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Well, but that's exactly the market they're trying to hit. I mean, here's the thing. They EA needs more franchises that are sustainable like Madden, right? That you can come out with a game every year and people are going to shell at 60 bucks for it. Right? Yep. Uh, it's a great business move on their part. All right, Matt. We're going to finish talking about Zach Wilson's career. And let's put this out there, okay? I'm going to put this. I'm going to start this this way. If we're talking about volume, all right, if we're talking about volume, there's very little that can compete with one Mr. Ty Demmer. He started parts of four seasons, was the main starter for three and a half, uh, 14,000, I'm sorry, 15,000 passing yards. He total yards go down a little bit because he got sacked a lot. Um, you can't really uh, touch him on touchdowns. He had 121. I think the next person is um, Max Hall, 
with 94, I think is the next one. Uh, Beck is your next volume guy with 11,000 passing yards. He's the only other quarterback to get over not uh, over 10,000 total yards. Um, do you know who's next on that list? On total yards, if you put passing and rushing together? Oh, on total yards? No. Yeah, Taysom Hill. Of course he is. Just ahead of Jim McMahon. Okay, so there's the one thing. Obviously, Detmer also gets the nod on accolades because he won the Heisman and nobody else did. Right? Uh, actually, very few of them even placed in the Heisman. McMahon, uh, Young, did Bosco in 84? Anyway, um, if you go that, if you go like on-field success as far as team winning, then Bosco, McMahon, and Young have the, and Sarkeesian have your best seasons. Right. Just by the way, Bosco finished third in 1984. Yeah, yeah, third. I thought he placed. Couldn't remember. Um, so it depends on what you're looking for. Uh, if you're looking for NFL success, you're coming to the wrong discussion because we're not talking about that. It's just about what they did in a BYU uniform. So, Matt, I'm going to go down and I'm going to ask you is his career better than this guy's career. All right, Zach Wilson's career. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Is it better than the other guy named Wilson who played for BYU? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I think that's... He passed for more yards. uh, Not as many touchdowns, but... uh, Mark Way Wilson, interceptions. 46 interceptions. Yikes. Um, yes, I think obviously different era, so you might say, well, it's hard to compare, and I, that's fair. But um, next on the list, Riley Nelson. Yes, right? Yes. That one's easy. Uh, Taysom Hill. Yes. I would say yes. Despite the fact that Hill did have a much better statistical career than people remember because they focus on the past completion percentage and the relatively low passing yards with less than 7,000. But you have to count the whole package, but yes. All right. This is where it gets fun. Kevin Federick. Yes. Oh, you love, you love bringing up Kevin Federick. I love Kevin Federick. But the answer is yes. But Kevin Federick, just like you talked about with, with, uh, with, with uh, Hill, Federick was, is better than I think historically people think about him being. Yeah. But no, I mean, Wilson had a better career. Yeah. Uh, and it all, quite frankly, is tipped by the fact that of Wilson's monumental 2020 season, right? Um, coming into the season, if you looked at them statistically, it, it's not that different, Federick and, and Wilson. Um, all right, Max Hall. I'm going to say yes. Hall Back. has more touchdown passes, um, has more... Uh, Yards, no less yards. Max Hall has less yards, um, but he has more touchdown passes. Um, obviously, played quarterback on a couple of really good teams. Well, what's interesting, Max Hall, is that he has significantly more touchdowns with significantly less total yards. Oh no, he's got more yards. My spreadsheet's wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My spreadsheet's wrong. It's nine thousand three fifty-seven. I think. Ah, uh, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. There we go. I fixed it. There you go, buddy. Um, so, yeah, Hall also has, is a volume guy. But Hall never had a season quite like the 2020 season. Right? I mean, he had some very good seasons. But he never had a elite season quite to that level. Um, what about I mean, Bosco? Oh. Yeah, so we're back. Yeah, if we're talking about on a career basis, I, I still got to go. Ah, oh, man, that's. I still got to go with Wilson. The thing that's killing me here, the the big differentiation here for me, is just the interceptions number. Well, I, also the the pass completion percentage, right? It, it, let's go by category here for a second, and then we'll get to the rest of these guys. When we go, go to total yards, it's easy. I mean, Beck, Detmer, and Max Hall 
are, are by themselves because they played more games, right? right. McMahon sure. is up there too because his volume was so high in his two plus years starting. If you go to completion percentage, it's Wilson, Young, and Sarkeesian that are just sitting out there by themselves in the high 60s, okay? Uh, if you go to touchdown passes, Detmer's way up there. Then you got Hall, McMahon, um, and a few others back that are higher. But again, that's a volume thing, right? Wilson's TD rate was close to similar to these other folks. He just didn't... I mean, he, he really got two and a half seasons, right? Where some of these got, guys got three or more. If you look at QB rating, he's the highest. And then... One of the other underrated thing is to look at rush yards. Yeah. And if you look at rush yards, he's one of the top. Obviously, Taysom is in a spot all by himself with 2,800 rushing yards. And Young at 1,000 is is kind of that next guy, Riley Nelson, with 858. Wilson, his 642 and all those rushing touchdowns uh, are... Uh, or something you have to take into account that, that for example, the guy we just talked about, Robbie Bosco, doesn't have that, right? He he may have more total passing yards, but he actually, their total yards are about the same. Yeah, their total yards are very close. Yeah, uh, and obviously, again, different era. I get it. It's hard to compare, but I just thought I'd walk through that for a second. All right, John Beck. Beck obviously had the volume, had a couple of really good seasons, both from a team perspective and a uh, uh, personal perspective. This, uh, see, this is pretty close, but I, I still feel like feel like I'm going Wilson here. Yeah, I um, am too. But it's close. I think that one is very close. Um, let's, I mean, but John Beck, I mean, heck of a 11, career. Eleven thousand yards. I mean, that's just. 11,000 yards, 79 touchdowns, highly ranked teams. He played on a couple of really good teams, really good BYU teams, lots of touchdowns, didn't turn the ball over a ton, Um, heck of a quarterback. And basically, do you give him extra credit because without him, there is no Zach Wilson? Did you know that Zach Wilson drove to California on the weekends all summer to train with John Beck? I didn't know that. That's amazing. Sometimes he flew. Do you know that his parents were big University of Utah fans? I don't know if I you did not that. know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Big fans. He went to camps, University of Utah camps. Why isn't anybody reporting on this story? I, don't I feel know. like it's a little late now. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Whittingham actually um, helped deliver him as a baby in the hospital. Really? Yeah, that's oh. that's a little known fact. Well, that was early in Whittingham's career when he was an obstetrician. Yes. Well, yeah, you got to make ends meet as a young assistant. Um, So let's do another one. This is going to be fun for you. Steve Sarkeesian. Oh, see, I knew this was coming. But this one actually isn't as difficult for me as John Beck. I I go with Wilson here. Well, here's the thing. And this Steve Young struggles with this, too, is Sarkeesian has one mediocre season and one amazingly good season. Okay. Right. Uh, Steve Young has one mediocre season and one amazingly good season. Okay. Uh, as opposed to Beck, who has no bad seasons, just they kind of grade up higher. Detmer has no bad seasons, right? Um, McMahon has no bad seasons. Wilson, Zach Wilson, it's an interesting trajectory. His freshman year was really good, not like elite, but very, very good. His sophomore year is a bit of a mess, right? It's a bad season. He did not play well. He was hurt, whatever else. And then he has this transcendent to 2020. Well, I think you have to pick him over Young and Sarkeesian because he does have that other season where he was pretty good. Yeah. And even in the second season, which wasn't as good, there were flashes of very good play there. Oh yeah. So I mean, so if you're examining the whole body of work, which is essentially what you're saying, right? I I think you do. I think you end up with Wilson on that comparison. Yeah. I, I mean, again, we're 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 splitting hairs a lot here, right? Uh, because we're talking about the best quarterbacks at a university that's had a lot of really good 
college quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're talking about some of the best college quarterbacks of all time at this point. Right? Yes. When you start throwing around names like Steve Young. Yes. Uh, but if you look at Steve Young's junior season, um, it was, eh, okay, that's better than I remembered statistically. But he did throw for 18 touchdowns and 18 picks and and got sacked a bunch, right? Um, I don't know. Maybe Steve Young's career is better than Wilson's. Hmm. That's a tough one for me. Am I overthinking it? No, I think this is where it starts to get hard, and it's only going to get harder as you keep working your way through this list. Well, actually, I don't think it's going to get harder. I think it actually gets easier. So this tells us this is where he's at. Right. Oh, I I think there's at least one more hard discussion to have, but we okay. I think we it sounds like we may end up in the same place though. All right. Uh, what's the what's the hard discussion? Detmer or no, McMahon? It's, not, it's McMahon. Oh, that's easy. It's McMahon had a better career. Are See, you... I feel like it's close, but I still I do agree that McMahon had a better career, but I think it's close. The thing for me that really pushes McMahon over the top is. Yeah, we I've talked about a lot of these as we went through this touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah, yeah. Um McMahon threw a lot of touchdowns. He did. A lot of touchdowns. Um forty seven in nineteen eighty. Yeah, he had a couple and he rewrote the record books. And I know I've gone back and forth on who is the best BYU quarterback of all time, and apparently today I'm on McMahon. Yeah, I McMahon to me is if you if you take away volume for a second, which you know he started for two plus seasons, okay, and if you add punting because he was the punter, don't forget, don't forget uh, that for two years, uh, averaging nearly forty yards per punt. Um, and by the way, in he did punt nine times in his amazing nineteen eighty season. Um, I, I think McMahon just he, I think it it's just a better season. Right, I mean, I mean a better career. the The nineteen eighty season was transcendent. The eighty one season, though, kind of fell back to earth. I mean, it was not. Now that being said, he had thirty touchdown passes and seven interceptions, and threw for thirty five hundred yards. So let's. Yeah, that's like if, if that's falling down to earth, like I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and remember, this guy also um, could run early in his career uh, in seventy eight. He actually ran for three hundred plus yards. Actually, if you take out the if you take out the sacks, it's he ran for for four hundred plus yards. So, um, I don't know. That's tough. And, and then Detmer, from a career perspective, I think McMahon was the best quarterback BYU ever had. Um, I I think it's hard to argue though that Detmer didn't have the better career just because of the volume. Yeah, the volume the volume is tough. Um, yeah, but I mean, and and some of these, you know, with the season that Zach Wilson just completed, it, it really, it really pumps up some of these numbers. I mean, but that's totally fair because we're looking at his resume across his career. Um, you know, that's that's kind of that that is the exercise. But that completion percentage is pretty redonkulous. But for Detmer to not be too far behind that and still be in an elite range with almost twice as many attempts. Uh, it's pretty remarkable when you think about it. Yeah, it is. It is pretty remarkable. Um, and, and the thing for Detmer is he never had an off season, right? His freshman year uh, was not as good as the rest. And he started, I forget how many games that, that season and 13 touchdowns and 10 interceptions as a, as a true freshman. I believe he was a true freshman, not a Richard. Um, then in 89, he had a season for the ages, which was, you and I have talked about this. It's his best season, right? Right. The next season is also, when he won the Heisman, quite good. Um, but it's probably, of those three, his worst season of his sophomore, junior year, and that's the year he won the Heisman. He came back the next year, and 35 touchdown passes, 12 interceptions, and 10 yards per pass attempt. It wasn't as gaudy because they didn't throw the ball as much. Um, I don't know. I, it's hard to argue. I, I think his, I think 
Wilson's long-term star, if you will, is sometimes is in that discussion with Young and Sarkeesian to follow McMahon and Detmer. I just think their their careers are on a different level than everybody else's. Yeah, I agree. Um, and as, as we as we go to try and figure out like where is what is this comparison between Zach Wilson and, and Ty Detmer, I, I probably take Detmer as the career over Wilson, but I take Wilson's individual 2020 season over any of Detmer's individual seasons. I don't know. That 89 is pretty amazing. 11 yards per attempt. That's just ridiculous in 1989. And that's the thing that, that hurts when we talk about this is we are comparing statistics Across different eras, which is really totally hard. different eras, because yeah. I mean Wilson's putting up a similar yard per attempt number. I mean the difference is negligible, but it's a completely different era. I get it. Yeah, but it's a different era, right? And and the other piece is, you know, McMahon when he did his stuff, it was all records. And Wilson didn't even place. Now we can argue that he should have been in the Heisman voting, but he didn't even place right as opposed yeah, to yeah. But that's a dog and pony show and Detmer Detmer got that you know because I don't know he got that he he got that as a lifetime achievement award for Lavelle Edwards right uh I mean part of that is because people national people back then were argued that you know Young and McMahon got robbed of 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 Heisman trophies right and and Detmer's sophomore year was so good that he was on, like Wilson had, say he stayed for his senior year. Um, he would have been on all of the watch lists and started on everybody's brain from day one. And if he had had a really good season, he probably ends up in New York, right? Or wherever they do. Oh, now. for sure. But that's, that's yeah, I mean, look at the Detmer example, right? Yeah. You if do you're, it two years in a row, you, you get into the mix. If you're not on a, on a top flight program, you have to have multiple years of elite performance to get on the list. Right. If you're an elite program, you just have to have one. Ask Joe Burrow. Um, but I, I still, when I look, I still stand by, I still feel like on an individual season basis, I take that Wilson 2020 season over that's fair. any of those Detmer seasons. But if I look at the career as a whole, I probably take Detmer. Uh, man, I, I'll tell you what, I know, don't mean to end the show on a downer here, but I won't. If we're going to end the podcast, doing it on this season is not a bad on a football perspective, since we've talked about many times, this is a football show. I mean, we do talk about basketball quite a bit uh, as well, but this is a football show, right? This is, this is, was an amazing season to go through and do because, you know, if you go back 10 years, I mean, there hasn't been a season like this since we did the show. Oh no. I mean, this is a, this is a, generational type of a season for the program. Yeah, like right before we started the show in 2008, 2009, and 2007, 2006, one of the best runs in BYU football history, right? From 06 to 09, um, the beginning of Broncos coaching career. It's not as good as those that early 80s, but it's pretty good, right? Um, And we got to slog our way through um, mediocre independent seasons until this year. So yeah, this was the cool. payoff. This was the payoff. Yeah, Boca Raton Bowl, right? And uh, Kalani Satake's best season. So anyway, Matt, that's it for today's, the second to last episode uh, wow. of the Rise and Shout podcast. 447 in the 447 books. and over an hour. And I was thinking, we don't have a lot of tweetback questions. Maybe this will be less than an hour. <laughs> at this point you really think we're gonna do that uh no no um well everybody i would say tell your friends and tell your neighbors but maybe you don't at this point because if you haven't already why are you gonna do it now but if you do okay. have friends or family that listen sporadically you may want to tell them to tune in for next week's show and or send us some tweet bag questions for the finale the series finale 
Uh, I think it's going to be, we're going to try to not be like Seinfeld, Sopranos, Lost, where everybody's Game of Thrones, where everyone's disappointed by the finale. But uh, you probably have some type will of weird be. plot twist planned. Like, <laughs> yes, it it turns out we're not ending it. I'm just kidding. No, that would be stupid. It turns um, out Adam does love San Diego State. Yeah, it turns out he's. I'm going to reveal on the show that I wear Aztec, San Diego State Aztec clothing during every recorded episode. And SDSU pajamas. That's right. Well, you know. Uh, why I might uh, wear SDSU pajamas? Uh, yeah. Why is that? I wouldn't ever. They would burn my skin and probably kill me. Mm. You do have sensitive skin. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty rough at San Diego State. All right. Well, thanks everybody for downloading and fr- downloading and friends downloading and listening. It's all over the place. Everybody's all over the place. <laughs> tell tell your friends. Tell your neighbors, and we'll catch you. One more time. Go Cougars.